Shake the Room, Fire Nation. JLD here with the income report for May 2019. We're going to be talking about a lot of awesome stuff today. Our Tony Robbins launch, our updates to Podcasters Paradise. Of course, we have Josh and David to give a tax and legal tip. Case can be dropping some value bombs and so much more. So stick around for that. And we'll be diving into everything as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. Looking for a place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart? That place is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, Fire Nation, we had a killer month in May. Our gross income was $178,000. Our expenses were $36K, bringing us a total net profit of $141,000, which was $4,000, almost $5,000 more than April, so a little increase there. And a lot of great stuff to talk about today, as I mentioned in the intro. So really cool stuff. Make sure you stick around for this. We're going to have a lot of fun during this income report. And we're going to start off with Josh Bowerly's monthly tax tip. And his tax tip is, are my workers employees or contractors? And Fire Nation, this is something that we've had to deal with over the years. So make sure you get this right. Get out a pen and a pencil and a pad of paper and all of those things and listen to Josh's tax tip. Josh, brother, take it away. All right, John, this is a question that comes up with business owners all the time. Uh, It's something that you and Kate even ask me from time to time. And frankly, it's something that a lot of business owners don't even know that they should be asking. So it's something that we try to cover at least once a year on these income reports. And that is, are my workers, the people working for me, are they employees or are they contractors? And this is an extremely important question because they are treated very differently for tax purposes. And guess what? If you get it wrong, the government's going to hold you responsible. And the biggest difference between an employee and contractor comes in how much you pay them and also how difficult it is to pay them, right? Because if you have a contractor, to pay them, you simply give them the amount they earn. So if you pay your contractor $2,000 a month, at the end of the month, you simply write them a check for $2,000, you wire them $2,000, you PayPal them $2,000, whatever it is. You don't have to withhold any taxes. You don't have to file any tax returns. You just pay them their money and they are responsible for all taxes. The most you will have to do is issue them a 1099 at the end of the year showing them how much you paid them. And even that you may get around depending on how you pay them. For example, if you use PayPal, you don't even have to worry about the 1099. But if they are an employee, first you have to withhold 7.6% payroll tax, right? And that's what you have to pay. So take what you pay them and add 7.6 to that and you are going to pay that in your share of the payroll taxes. Then you also have to make sure that you're withholding for the taxes that the employee is responsible for. Then you have to pay those taxes either monthly, quarterly, yearly. Uh, You have to file the various payroll tax returns. Frankly, you're going to want to use a payroll company. This is not something you're going to want to do yourself, but there's a lot more work involved. You can have workers' comp, uh, various unemployment insurance. There's a lot that goes into this. Okay, So an employee is much more difficult to pay than a contractor. And this is not to say that an employee is any worse than a contractor. There's there's various needs for both of those things. So don't let me, don't listen to this and think, oh, I should never have an employee. I should always have a contractor. There are very good reasons to have an employee over a contractor. But from a simplicity standpoint, it is much easier to have a contractor than an employee, which is why a lot of people try to just list all their employees as contractors. 
do that and do it wrong and you get yourself in trouble. Okay, so how do you determine the difference, right? Because it's not just a simple, hey, I'm calling him a contractor, hey, I'm calling her an employee, right? There are very clear rules here. And luckily, even though this is the IRS who likes to keep things as complicated as possible at times, this is somewhat simple. And it really just comes down to one word, control. Okay, are you controlling when, where, and how that person works? And are you also controlling who else they can work for? If you are, they're probably an employee. But if it's more of just a task-oriented job where you tell them, hey, I need you to do X, Y, Z by next Friday, and they can control their work schedule, they control where they work, they use their own equipment, and they can go take other jobs with whoever they want to take jobs with, then there's a good chance you have a contractor. Right? And it's really this comes down to common sense. Okay, people try to get around this. They try to do everything possible to call someone that should be an employee, a contractor, but use your common sense. If you are controlling these parts of their job, then you know it is an employee, all right? And yes, the internet has made things a little bit more difficult and a little bit more complicated than they used to be, right? Because you have virtual workers now, you have maybe a worker that's located in another state, but you still could have control or not have control of them, right? So even if you're in Pennsylvania and they're in California, but you're still telling them, hey, I need you to work from nine to five, and this is how we do the job, and this is what you're going to be doing, they're still an employee, even though they're located in a completely different state. But if it's going back to more of that, hey, uh, I need you to post on these social media accounts once a day. I don't care when you do it. I don't care how you do it. I don't care how you set it up. Then it could very well be a contractor. Okay, so know what you're doing. Know what your control is of the situation. If you want contractors, then you need to relinquish that control. You need to let them control their work hours. And the big one they're going to look at is, are you controlling who else they can work for? Okay, because if you're sitting there saying, hey, I don't want you to do social media work for anyone else except me, even if you give them control over everything else, there's a good chance the state and the IRS is going to consider them an employee because you're controlling who they work for. All right, if they were a contractor, you'd have virtually no say in who else they could work for besides you. Okay, so you've got to keep that part open if you want them to be a contractor. So that's those are the big differences. You've got to know the control. Do you have the control or do they have the control? All right, and finally, the last tip I'll give you on this is you need to make sure the people working for you understand exactly what they are. Because the biggest reason people get caught with this or get 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 looked into is because they hire someone as a contractor, they don't properly explain to them what this means as far as they're going to be responsible for their own taxes at the end of the year. That person goes to file their taxes, gets hit with a ton of unexpected taxes, they didn't set any money aside, and they say, oh crap, I didn't know I was a contractor, I should have been an employee. And they petition the IRS to treat them as an employee instead of a contractor, and then the IRS comes after you to see if you treated them properly. So if you are going to hire a contractor, you need to make sure that they know they're a contractor. You need to make sure that they understand what they're responsible for with taxes. And yes, that's not your responsibility to know what they need to do tax-wise. But if you don't want this to come back on you, you need to work with them and say, hey, you are a contractor. That does mean you're responsible for your own taxes. You need to be setting money aside because those taxes are going to come due at the end of the year. 
All right. Finally, the last thing I'll leave you at, if you do have an employee and not a contractor, work with a payroll company, work with a good payroll company. Um, we, If you're in the United States, Gusto's is still the one we recommend, but this is absolutely not something you want to try to do yourself. We see people from time to time try to do this themselves. They almost always end up in hot water with the payroll tax departments because it is very difficult. Look, we're CPAs. We don't even handle our own payroll. We use a payroll company. It's, there's a lot involved. There's a lot to know, and it's not fun. Okay, so... Finally, if you don't know, if you're not 100% sure on what someone is, talk to a qualified CPA, talk to a qualified attorney, be exact on this, know exactly what they are and treat them that way. It's worth spending a little bit of extra money to make sure you get this one right. So yeah, as always, people can reach out to me directly. If you have any questions on this or any of the other tips we've gone over, reach out to me directly, josh at cpmfire.com. Check out our website, cpmfire.com, and we will talk to you next month. Josh, thanks for dropping those value bombs, brother. Much, much appreciated. And Fire Nation, as always, check Josh out, cpaonfire.com. Email him directly, josh at cpaonfire.com, because he is there to answer your tax needs. That's what he does, and he does it better than anybody I personally know. Now, when it comes to legal, that's another story, and that's why David Lizerbram is our go-to guy. He's going to talk about the single enterprise doctrine and what that is. If you don't know one, two, or all three of those words put together, don't worry about it. He's going to be breaking it all down for us today, and you won't be regretful of listening. So take it away, David. Hey, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about the single enterprise doctrine. So lots of business owners believe that if they separate their businesses into several entities, such as LLCs or S-corporations, for example, each business will be insulated from the liabilities of the other. In some states, the single enterprise doctrine makes that not the case. So this is an example of what you don't know can hurt you. So what is the single enterprise doctrine? It holds that a quote-unquote sister company may be held liable for the debts of a separate, though related, company. That might sound like a lot of legalese, but what it means is that in some states, if you have multiple companies, again like LLCs or corporations, with the same ownership, the companies could be liable for each other's debts. For example, let's say Sally's a doctor with her own medical practice. She owns the building where she practices and she has other doctors working for her. So many doctors in Sally's situation will separate their businesses into multiple entities, such as LLCs. One LLC may own the building, another may manage the medical practice, another might lease the equipment. And each doctor in the practice may be acting as their own separate, quote-unquote, professional corporation. Now imagine someone gets injured in the building's parking lot and brings a large lawsuit. Sally might think that her medical practice LLC wouldn't be affected because that's a legal entity that's separate from the one that owns the building. But in some circumstances, the plaintiff may be able to go after all of Sally's legal entities under the single enterprise doctrine. Now, there are a lot of factors that go into whether or not the single enterprise doctrine can be used to go after multiple companies, and they vary from state to state and from case to case. The point of this tip is don't assume that because you formed multiple legal business entities, the assets of one business are protected from the liabilities of another. Be sure to consult with an experienced business attorney before a problem arises. If you have questions about how to best protect your business assets, please feel free to contact me at lizerbramlaw.com. That's L-I-Z-E-R-B-R-A-M-L-A-W.com. Or if you Google 
David Lizerbrand lawyer. Even if you get it kind of close, Google will find me and I'd look forward to speaking with you. Thanks a lot. And I will talk to you next time. DL David Lizerbram, thanks for dropping those value bombs, brother. Much, much appreciated. And as always, Fire Nation, you can reach out to David. He's always there for you. So shoot him an email, uh, go to his website, check it out. All the links are on the show notes page, eofire.com slash income 69. eofire.com slash income 69. Now, Kate and myself are going to take it from here. We're going to talk about what went down in the month of May because May was a busy month. Self-imposed, I will say, but it was a busy month. Uh, long story short, I had Dean Graziosi reach out to me and say, John, I am going to be launching a course with Tony Robbins and with Russell Brunson called Knowledge Business Blueprint. That course is going to come along with an incredible software called Mind Mint Software to run your knowledge business blueprint, to run your live events, to run your mastermind, to run your movement. Will you join me? Will you share this message, this opportunity with Fire Nation? And I said, yes, count me in because I have seen the power of masterminds. I have seen the power of live events. I've seen the power of what it is when somebody takes their message, their mission that they have within and create and creates a movement from that to make their dent in the universe. So I got on board, Kate got on board, the entire entrepreneurs on fire team got on board and we went all in on this. I interviewed Tony Robbins. I interviewed Dean Graciosi. I interviewed Russell Brunson. And we talked about the power of all those things that I just mentioned, masterminds, live events, movements, all of that. And we promoted the live masterclass that they were going to be hosting, the live cast, so to speak, which by the way, just to give you a little sneak peek, we'll be sharing some more numbers, but over 250,000 people were on at some point during that live cast. That's just what the name Tony Robbins holds, by the way, because that guy's been doing it for decades and decades and decades and just adding so much value to this world. Not to mention what Dean and Russell have been doing over the years too, which is nothing to belittle in any way, shape, or form. So those three power players coming together had an amazing live cast, and they talked all about what Knowledge Business Blueprint was, what MindMint Software was, what this opportunity in the world that we live in today with masterminds, with live events, with movements being created. And then they made the offer. And the offer was pretty darn incredible. It was for the course, Knowledge Business Blueprints, and the software, Mind Mint, to run all of it on. And so many of you listening right now, Fire Nation, jumped in and are now going through this course and are now using the software and are making things happen. So before we get into more of the specifics, I'm going to pass it over to Kate because it's been way too long since we've heard her voice. Um, It's been since last month's income report. So let's bring her on. Kate, say what's up. Share a little bit more about the beginning parts of this launch that we're doing. Let's talk a little bit about how affiliate partnerships work. And then, of course, we're going to talk about how you can set them up and our specific stats from the KBB Knowledge Business Blueprint launch. Take it away. What's up, Fire Nation? I was going to say, since we last heard from me, it's been an entire month. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting oh so patiently to chime in here. Um, 250,000 
thousand attendees. I feel like that basically should have broke the internet. Like, how do you host something like that? That is like all the questions that I have about how they even logistically put this together, because that's directly where my mind goes to think of how many people must have been behind the scenes just to put that live cast on, like not to mention creating this MindMint software, not to mention the incredible KBB course that they put together because John, you know how obsessed I've been with the KBB yeah, course. Yeah, like, loving it. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Like when I first dove into it, I'm like, obviously I know Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi and Russell Brunson aren't going to stand behind something that isn't amazing. But once I dove into it, like it, I just saw a different level of content than what you see every day, like throughout the internet on social media, et cetera, et cetera. It's been such a cool experience, not only to see such a high level of content being produced, but so many lessons learned just from seeing how they put this course together, uh, from listening to the way that they talk about the masterminds that they run. I mean, they're literally giving away all the lessons and the, I don't want to call them secrets. It's not like they're secrets, but I mean, like this is some really, really high level stuff. It's just been amazing to see, not to mention, which I know we're going to get into in a little bit, John, but the relationships and the connections that we're making within the JLD bonus experience Facebook group right now from the people who join KBB through your affiliate link. Oh my goodness. Like the moves that these people are making from this course, like from the knowledge that they've gotten from even just the very first lesson in the course is like, it just fires me up. It's so exciting to see. I love it. Um, I'm loving going through it myself. We have, we're gaining so much knowledge and getting so many cool ideas for the masterminds that are coming up for us. Um, so gosh, it's just been such a cool experience. So not only 250,000 attendees on live, which again, I'm still trying to figure out how logistically you even put <laughs> well, that real together. Quick, I'll jump in. So they actually use a platform called Twitch, which many of you may know is this massive online gaming platform where people just literally watch by the tens of potentially hundreds of thousands, somebody playing a video game or people playing against each other in a video game. It's just become a huge, huge industry. Um, Twitch has had to be able to accommodate those kind of numbers. So Tony, Dean, and Russell wisely went to a platform, then you could handle that bandwidth wise. So that's just the specifics there. Ah, oh, that okay. So I did not know that Twitch makes makes me feel so old when I heard that word. I'm like, did you mean tweet? And then I realized <laughs> that I was just like so out of the game. You're old. <laughs> I'm so old. Um, okay. So, anyways, all this impressiveness. Let's put that to the side for a second. I know we're going to talk about some other stats, like you said, John. But I thought it would be cool to kind of just break down like how do affiliate partnerships work. So John kind of laid the groundwork of how Dean Graciosi reached out, asked. John, if he wanted to be a part of this launch, he said yes. But like, what is an affiliate partnership? What does that even mean? So before we get into the details of the launch specifically, I want to share a quick background on just affiliate partnerships. So basically how it works is you, the entrepreneur, the business owner, the individual, you find products, courses, services, uh, whatever it might be that you believe in and that you trust. Like 
most oftentimes, and it should be the case, you use these things in your business. You confirm that they're a great fit for your audience. So you know that whatever it is can help them on their journey. And then you reach out to the owner, the creator of whatever that product, course, service platform is, and you ask about an affiliate program. Hopefully they say, yes, we do have an affiliate program. If so, you sign up for it. So you fill out a form, um, you agree to whatever their affiliate terms and conditions are. There's all these things like FTC, which uh, you should know about if you do affiliate stuff. Um, we should have David chat about FTC one of these times. Smart, actually, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, I think he did chat about it. it it's probably been about a year. So we'll have to circle back around uh, for that because... It's very important. FTC, um, Federal Trade Commission. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you sign up for the affiliate program and then you provide value to your audience on the subject or the topic of the thing that you're promoting. So in this case, well, I'll, I'll do the example of KBB. And then you share your affiliate link for your audience to use if they want to purchase, invest in that product, service, course, whatever it is. So Affiliate relationships aren't anything new. Maybe you're very familiar with them. Maybe you uh, participate in a lot of affiliate relationships. Um, but there has been a steady evolution with how many affiliate or like with how um, affiliate programs are set up. Like what what's that platform where you can go and you can find like all different kinds of affiliate. There's ClickBank, there's Commission Junction. So there's a lot of different places where you can just go and maybe you just are going to type in like um, health, healthy teas, like just as a random example. And like there'll be all these products will be listed of like fit tea, detox tea, all these things. And if you wanted to promote that because it fit your brand or maybe an article you were writing or maybe a podcast you were creating, you could then just get the affiliate links for that and any traffic you drive to that product that turns into a sale, you'll get a percentage of that revenue. Yeah, so there's like that type of setup where where literally like anybody have has access to this program and can go find the link for it and sign up for it on ClickBank or whatever the platform is. But then you have like these much uh, more, uh, I, I guess I want to say intimate relationships with actual creators um, who have products and services where it's a more selective process, right? Like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but not just anyone could sign up to promote KBB, right? No, that was a hand-selected affiliates setup. Right. How affiliate programs are set up, at a very baseline, you have this agreement with a company to share their products or their services with your audience. And then, um, so that process that we just talked about going through, finding products, services, um, courses, whatever it might be that you believe in, that you find value in, then you you confirm that they would be valuable for your audience. You reach out to the creator, you sign up for the program, you share your affiliate link. Now let's talk about like how, what happens from there. So if you're able to convert via your affiliate link, then you receive a commission from the creator on that. Affiliate commissions are typically like around 40 or 50% of the total investment, but this is all dependent on who's setting up the affiliate program. I mean, you could have your affiliate split be whatever you want, but John, wouldn't you say like 40 to 50% is pretty typical? Well, so it's typical on one hand. So let's definitely make sure that we update this on the income report as well. But affiliate commissions for virtual products, so like a one-time virtual product, like a course or a PDF or an ebook or whatever it might be, um, is typically somewhere between 40 to 50%. Because again, that's a one-off sale typically. And 
what you're doing is you're sending the creator of that product, of that virtual product, a client that they would not otherwise have, and they are essentially getting the revenue from that and splitting that with you 40 to 50%. Now, if it's a physical product, like the person's actually having to ship a physical product, or if it's an ongoing service, meaning that there's going to be a lot of ongoing marketing services, one-on-one conversations maybe, or whatever it might be, just ongoing work. So if there's a physical product or a service type um, product that you are promoting, it can be from 10 to 30%. So that's more of the range for, for a service or a physical product. So virtual products, you can get anywhere from 40 to 50%. And by the way, some companies, and this is true, and you can find this on ClickBank and Commission Junction and other areas as well, you can get 100% for certain products. Because why? Because that person knows that um, they can offer 100% commission because that's going to have a lot more affiliates promoting that product, say it's a $97 product, but it still makes sense for the creator because the creator now is going to make a lot more sales of that $97 product and they have a backend in process where they're going to convert those people that now maybe get a quick win or a big win from that course or that product and they're going to convert them into longer term clients or more high end clients or sell them a higher end product. It's called the back end upsells down the line. So you can go anywhere from 40 to 50% on average, all the way up to 100% for that kind of situation. But again, for physical products, service based, 10 to 30% because there's ongoing support. So you're just not going to get as much for that. But a great example is like our relationship with ClickFunnels, you know, we get a significant revenue on that for that ongoing service. And every time somebody um, that sticks with ClickFunnels and they pay on a monthly basis, we get paid on a monthly basis, a percentage of that. So that is a great example of why it can benefit you even for a lower percentage to recommend a service, especially if it's a great service like ClickFunnels, because you'll keep getting paid every time um, that company charges that client for their ongoing payments, so on and so forth. So does that make sense, Kate? Yes, it does to me Um, (laughs) because we've been doing affiliates for a a pretty long time now. But um, I like that you broke down like the different percentages and whether or not it's like a service base or like a physical product because that totally makes sense. I mean, if you think about how much it costs the creator of whatever it is to actually produce that thing, um, you know, the affiliate split would, uh, you know, make sense that it would be in line with that. Yes. Now, now this all sounds like, you know, there's lots of different moving pieces. Like how does this, how do you know if you make a commission and like, how does the creator know to pay you out? And like, how does that all work? So most affiliate programs have like an actual affiliate system or like a dashboard where you can log in to access tools and resources that will help you with your promotion. So that might be anything from like social media images to different types of copy that you might be able to use. Swipe files is what these are often referred to as. Um, Email copy that you can use. Uh, Your affiliate dashboard is also where you can find stats. So things like the number of clicks, the number of opt-ins, the number of actual conversions, these things are all automatically kept up to date based on, that's why it's so important that you're actually using your affiliate link because that's how all of this is tracked through your um, unique affiliate link. So you can log into your dashboard to find all those numbers. You can see, um, 
like we run our podcasters paradise affiliate program through Infusionsoft and there you can create unique tracking links. So say you wanted to promote podcasters paradise on your podcast and then you also wanted to promote podcasters paradise on social media, you can actually go into your dashboard and set up unique tracking links for, let's say you're promoting free podcast course. So you can have one tracking link that you share in your podcast. You can have a different tracking link that you share. Um, I think I said on social media and then as you tra are tracking in your dashboard, you can see which of those are performing better. So you so you can, you know, tweak on the fly, you can make adjustments, you can double down where, where it's working. Um, and then in your affiliate dashboards also where you'd be able to track your commissions earned and your commissions paid. Now, there are, of course, way more advanced affiliate programs and maybe not so advanced affiliate programs. Some of the people that we do affiliates with, like it's it's literally on a trust basis. Like that person knows that people came from us because they either use a special link or a promo code and we don't log into a dashboard to see our sales. We trust the relationship that we have with the creator that they will in fact pay us out on the leads or the conversions that we send to them. And then of course there are other ones where we do have like this full on affiliate dashboard um, where we can go in and check that. So if you use Infusionsoft, Infusionsoft has a built in affiliate program that you can use if you are would decide to run your own affiliate program and maybe some that you sign up for will run through Infusionsoft too. ClickFunnels also has what's called Backpack and that's their affiliate system. So you might have, um, again, your own affiliate program set up if you use ClickFunnels or you might be going through somebody else's affiliate program that uses that. Um, what's another big one? Samcart um, does a lot of affiliate stuff. I think probably... I think probably a majority of the dashboards that we log into are through Samcart. Can you think of any like other big affiliate um, platforms, John? One that is specifically for affiliates is called Tap Affiliates. And I do like them because it's just super simple to set up. That's all they do. So it's really their focus. And it just allows you to set up really quickly and effectively a nice affiliate dashboard for both your affiliates and for yourself. And so through like everything we've, we're talking about so much right now, I didn't realize like how <laughs> massive of a topic this is going to yeah. be. Um, but so then you also have like ongoing affiliates, John, kind of like you gave the example of ClickFunnels, like that's, I guess you could kind of say evergreen, right? Like we're constantly promoting ClickFunnels through um, Funnel on Fire, which is a free course that we created. We have ClickFunnels, you know, we talk about them and promote them in different blog posts and in, in other content that we have. So that's kind of like always happening. And then you have other affiliate programs or affiliate launches like the KBB one where it's kind of like, you know, you you work towards this launch, this live cast, this big open and cart cart open and cart close of uh, of a course. Now, KBB will be ongoing because they are going to um, do like an evergreen option, I believe and um, be reopening that up for another launch. But usually like there are uh, affiliate options where it's like a one time a year launch or something like that, where you go big for a, a short period of time. And then, um, you know, it's not like evergreen, like click funnels necessarily. Um, John, what do you think about diving into our stats from the KBB launch? Do you have any, why don't you kind of wrap up? Do you have anything else that you would say in terms of how affiliate programs work and how they're set up and how they run? 
I think you are very comprehensive, so great job there. And I would just maybe end by saying that, you know, there's some great affiliate programs for launches where there's leaderboards and there's huge prizes for affiliates. So it can be really exciting and a great way to really make sure that your affiliates or if you're an affiliate, it gets you really excited to continue to promote and to really make it the best experience for your audience so they want to jump into this course, this product, this service, whatever it might be. So we're going to move into the stats from the KBB launch as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. These days, there are so many tech improvements that make our lives easier. Let's take hiring, for example. Hiring used to be hard, posting to multiple job sites, combing through stacks of resumes, but today, hiring can be easy with ZipRecruiter. No one knows this better than Talia Goldstein of 3-Day Rule, an online matchmaking service. 3-Day Rule was rapidly expanding and hiring, which, especially for a specialized role like matchmaker, was challenging. There are a few ways ZipRecruiter helped. One, they send jobs over one 100 of the web's leading job boards. Two, their centralized candidate dashboard made it easy to receive and review candidates, and their pre-screening questions allowed them to hone in on qualified candidates quickly. By using Zip Recruiter, three-day rule was able to increase their staff by 30%. Talia says, we just launched our 10th city. We have 15 cities to go. I know Zip Recruiter is going to be there to help me find the best matchmakers across the country. And right now, you too can try Zip Recruiter for free at Zip Recruiter ZipRecruiter.com/fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com/fire. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com/fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Let's kind of move into the stats from the KBB launch because we'll be able to talk a little bit about how they ran that as well, which has leaderboards and prizes and all that jazz. So the KBB, as I kind of mentioned at the beginning of this episode, or at least this section, was Knowledge Business Blueprint. It's a course. Not only that, you got the Mind Mint software for a full year, which is to run your mastermind, which is to run your live event, which is to run your movement that you're creating in this world. And for that, the price point was $2,000. So not a small investment, but for what it was, it was massive value. Plus, they added a uh, full year access to Dean's high-level group coaching and training, which I just went to his inner circle um, a couple days ago as far as went to, I mean, I logged into the live video training of it and it's super cool. He just does some really high level group coaching and training on this live video aspect. You get one year access to that. You also get access to Tony Robbins' high-level platinum mastermind content, which was super cool and super neat. I will say I haven't actually had the the chance to log into it yet, but I've gotten some feedback from people who have, and it's super um, great content, which I'm looking forward to checking out. Plus, because Russell Brunson was involved, you get the exact funnels that Russell uses um, to lead into his high-level mastermind packages. So you get to kind of see what he does and even import those funnels into your ClickFunnels or into your MyMint software, which is super cool. And hey, we wanted to add some entrepreneur on fire to the mix. We wanted to add some flames to this, some bonuses, some even more excitement. So we created what we decided to name the JLD bonus experience because we said, hey, listen, you're going to get all that awesomeness for $2,000. But we want to make sure that you get even more value and that you have even more incentive to make sure that you go through our affiliate link because, of course, it behooves us as affiliates because we get $1,000 per sale. $2,000 course, 50% commission. We made $1,000 per sale. So we wanted to make sure people heard about 
knowledge business blueprint through us that they went through our affiliate link. Um, and to make sure that happened at a very high percentage level, we added this bonus experience that made it very appealing for them to want to claim as well. So what was our bonus experience? Well, the first 25 people that joined through our affiliate link got a two-day mastermind down here in Puerto Rico, which we're actually holding in November. So those first 25 people will be coming down to Puerto Rico and spending two days with myself and Kate, and we're going to be having a blast down here. Every single person that joined gets a four-week private Facebook group access where it's just myself, Kate, and everybody who joins the Knowledge Business Blueprint course through us. And we're gonna and what we're doing, because we're actually in the third week of that right now, is we're walking people through the course and the software and giving them challenges every single week, answering their questions, and just letting other KBBers interact with each other on a really cool level. Every single person who joins through my affiliate link gets a one-on-one strategy call with me for 20 minutes. So every single person. Every single person gets a 15-minute interview with me, meaning they get to they can interview me for their podcast, YouTube channel, for their mastermind, however they want to use that. They get a 15-minute interview with me. They get a video testimonial from me, because now I know them after our strategy call and our interview. I'm definitely going to be willing to give them a great video testimonial on what I see as their strengths. And they're going to get a two-hour live systems and team training exercise with Kate. So, so much value. Mind-blowing. That's on top of everything else. And this is for, again, a $2,000 price point. So, we made it irresistible to join our affiliate link through KBB. And we let people know how they could do it. We have a special URL, which you should always be creating. Ours is eofire.com slash KBB eofire.com slash KBB, which by the way, anybody listening right now, if you're hearing this, you should go through that affiliate link right there, eofire.com slash KBB, because you're going to go to the current evergreen training that is um, being created as we speak by Tony and Russell and Dean. So you're going to be able to actually go through their evergreen launch process. So you can mimic it for yourself. You can potentially even decide if you want to join Knowledge Business Blueprint in its current form, which is different than its um, original form because that launch is over. Um, But they're going to have a very appealing offer for people that want to check out the course Knowledge Business Blueprint, which is mind-blowing. And by the way, improving because they're adding value to it. And the MindMint software, which is also awesome stuff too. So we promoted it. Um, and Kate, maybe I'll pass it back over to you at this point and talking a little bit about how we actually promoted KBB and what we did to actually get people excited about the course, the software, the launch, and to make sure, of course, that they went through our affiliate link. And then we'll talk about results. So why don't you take that away? Yeah, so I think you uh, actually had already mentioned this early on in this section that um, you did a podcast episode with Tony Robbins, a podcast episode with Dean Graziosi, a podcast episode with Russell Brunson. You did your own solo podcast episode by yourself talking about masterminds. So all of these um, podcast episodes were going out. So once the live cast went, um, you know, was started being promoted all of these podcast episodes that you recorded, John, with Tony, with Dean, with Russell, the one that you recorded by yourself, 
the call to action on all of these podcast episodes was to have people sign up for that live cast. You know, Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, Russell Brunson, they're going to be putting together this amazing live cast talking all about masterminds, how to run your own mastermind, even if you don't have an audience right now, even if you are a knowledge broker, meaning you are not necessarily an expert in a specific topic that you want to run a mastermind on. Like, how do you make that happen? What are the steps you have to take? So that's what their live cast cover. That's what it was all about. Um, we also sent out uh, probably multiple emails to our email list to you, Fire Nation, um, talking about the live cast and what you would get, what the benefits were to um, signing up for that live cast and attending. We also ran Facebook ads. So this was probably one of our bigger ad spends because we really don't run a ton of Facebook ads. We uh, rely more heavily on content marketing on, again, things like the podcast, putting out podcast episodes, emailing our newsletter list, being able to put out great blog posts and content on the site. Um, But we did run Facebook ads for this. We spent $8,800. And that was kind of an ongoing like combo of, you know, some ads were leading to the live cast. Um, Once the live cast was over and our bonus page was live, where we were actually Um, sort of, you know, promoting what the JLD bonus experience was. We ran some ads directly to that page. Uh, We also did separate emails to just to the bonus page as well to share with with Fire Nation what the JLD bonus experience was, why it would benefit you to go through our affiliate link as opposed to not going through an affiliate link at all or not going through somebody else's affiliate link. And then we also did a late team up with Selena Sue, where we sort of created a little bonus experience that included time with her and you, John. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So Selena now lives down here in Puerto Rico. And by the way, uh, benefits of being neighbors with JLD and Kate is that, hey, we might team up and do something together. So I was taking an evening walk with Selena and we were just chatting about what we had going on in our business. And she's like, man, that launch sounds awesome. She's like, I can't participate because of a bunch of things, but man, my audience would love that. What if we did something together where, you know, I I open up my audience to come down to Puerto Rico as well and hang out with you and me and do a little mastermind. I'm like, let's just add it on top. Let's do this. So we shot a couple of videos. She sent a bunch of emails out to her list and she was able to send a bunch of people through my affiliate link um, to the KBB sales page and make it happen and really help us out making the most of this overall launch. So you can look to team up with people. I mean, we have a couple really huge launches coming up um, soon. We're going to be doing a launch for James Wedmore, Business by Design, for Amy Porterfield's uh, Digital Course Academy, and Tony Robbins is going to be doing this launch again in February. So not anytime soon, but at the end of February 2020, they're going to be reopening up KBB for a big launch again. And so we're going to be doing at least those three launches because we really do kind of love this launch format as well as this affiliate format um, for a number of reasons, which we can talk about a little bit later. Um, But we're going to be partnering up with Jill and Josh Stanton of Screw the 9 to 5 for these just because, you know, we say, hey, if we're going to do really good by ourselves, we can probably do great parting up with some awesome people. And Jill and Josh are just that awesome people. So that's another opportunity you can have and say, you know what? I don't know if I, if I personally have a big enough audience just by myself to run this. Well, maybe you partner up with one or two other people that are at a similar stage as you, have a similar audience as you, a size audience or whatever it might be. 
and you do this together, you promote each other or you promote <clears throat> a single affiliate link and you are able to combine your power and your forces and really make some cool things happen. So Selena was a great example of how we did that kind of late in the game to really give us a nice boost in sales and to really um, give her a nice value add to her audience as well without having to be like just promoting it by herself, which she just wouldn't have had the time or effort or ability to do so. So that's just uh, one example of how you can do some really cool things and be kind of unique and different. But let's move into the results because we had a very active uh, 14-day launch. That that launch is definitely longer than normal. For instance, James Webmore's is a four-day open cart launch. Tony Robbins, as I mentioned, was a 14-day open cart launch. So you definitely can see that uh, that was a little different timing-wise, and that's just for open cart. I mean, there was like 14 days before that as well for like the opt-in sequence. So um, that was a really long, long launch. I'd say the average launch is probably somewhere between seven to 14 days. Um, so you can just kind of see that every launch is going to be a little bit different, but we went all in on this Tony Robbins one. You know, we promoted it every single day. We really want to get our, our audience involved. We created a, an incredible bonus experience that I've already mentioned, and we had an absolute blast doing it all the way. Then the sales opened up and they started flying in. I'm not going to lie. Our initial goal was to get to 100 sales. That's $100,000. That's a lot of money that we would have made at 100 sales. Um, I opened up <laughs> our affiliate dashboard the day that the live cast um, closed, and which was day one. And I said, Kate, it's day one of 14 days of this open cart, and we're already at 104 sales. So we beat our goal on day one. So of course, we reset that goal to 250. And I can say we beat that goal because we ended up closing the launch with 279 sales. So over a quarter million dollars in revenue generated from this. So you can see that doing affiliate launches when it makes sense for your audience and for you and your business can really generate significant revenue. Um, there is 1,053 people who are promoting this. Of those 1,053, I'm very proud to announce that Team Entrepreneurs on Fire, we came in seventh place. Super cool. We were in the top 10 for sales. Um, for the entire launch. We actually made it as high as five. And then at the very end, we slipped down to seven because a couple of people like Brendan Bouchard jumped in, a fellow Puerto Rican, by the way, Brendan Bouchard, uh, jumped in very last minute with his massive audience. And I think he ended up in fourth place. So he bumped us. Uh, Lewis Howes bumped me on the very last day. I was beating him the whole launch. He came in and just barely beat me by a handful of sales on the very last day. Um, but the exciting thing is, is that it only bumped me to seven place in the top 10 affiliates. The top 10 affiliates get to spend four days at Tony Robbins Resort in Fiji, Namale, and Mastermind with Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, Russell Brunson, not to mention all the other top 10 people, Jenna Kucher, Joe Merriam, um, myself, Brendan Bouchard, Lewis Howes, Billy Jean, Edmund Pagan, just a great, great top 10 group. So I'm super excited and proud of that finish. And that's going to be an absolute blast. So um, Kate, anything you kind of want to add to the results about everything that we talked about with the KBB launch before we uh, continue moving along? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to say like this launch, we put in 
so much work into this launch. And as you can hear from the bonus experience we put together, we still have a whole lot of work to put in um, to fulfill those bonuses, to fulfill on that promise, those 20 minute chats, the two hour um, live uh, call that I'm going to be doing, the mastermind that we're hosting down here in Puerto Rico. We've got the wheels in motion for actually planning and putting that together, locking down the space. Um, putting together the agenda that we'll use for that. So this um, was a really fun launch. We had a great time um, participating in it. We love sharing this course with you, Fire Nation. We're so fired up about the private Facebook group that we have put together now, John. As you said, we're on week three of week four right now. And being in there every single day, hearing people's wins, hearing people talk about, you know, if you're in KBB, like all of this, these terms and stuff will make sense. But like you just did the challenge for the hook story close this past week. And some of those, like I read them and I got chills. Like it's just amazing to see what's coming together, what people are putting together through this course, through this launch. And something that Dean talks about so much throughout the course is the idea of, um, you know, not being afraid to sell, not being afraid to generate revenue um, on the levels that we're talking about here, because that revenue is in direct proportion to the impact that you're creating in the world. And he uh, he talks about, I think, actually, it was a Tony Robbins event that um, that he went to. Uh, I yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it was a Tony Robbins event. Yeah, and uh, and. The and Tony on stage says, um, you know, do you believe that it's possible to work the the same hour of time and instead of make a hundred dollars in that hour, you make a thousand dollars in that hour? And you know, ever a bunch of people in the audience raise their hand, they're like, Yeah, yeah, that's totally possible. And then they say, Okay, in that same hour, do you think it's possible? Um, if you can make a thousand dollars, can you make ten thousand dollars? Fewer people raise their hand. Fewer people raise their hand. Okay, in the hour, if you make ten thousand dollars, do you think it's possible to make a hundred thousand dollars? And like almost nobody in the room raised their hand. And there's just so many instances of how you can make that happen. It's the level of impact, the level of service, the level of um, you know change that you're generating and the people's lives that you're touching that make that type of revenue generation possible. And through watching this KBB course, through w- watching, you know, everybody who's joined through our affiliate link and beyond that, the impact that this course is making on people's businesses, on their lives and on the ripple effect that John, you talk about so often that, you know, if, if Tony Robbins touches our lives and then as a result, we're able to touch someone else's life. And as a result, they're able to touch someone else's life. I mean, that just goes on forever. And that is a really special thing to be a part of. Yeah. And by the way, Fire Nation, that $100,000 in an hour example, um, Kate and I made $100,000 in the hour after the live cast. From the live cast ending to one hour post the live cast ending, we did 104 sales, aka $104,000. Now, of course, that was all built upon seven years of building a business and an audience and no like and trust and blah, 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 and all that stuff, of course. But the reality is we made $100,000 in one hour. We did. We made $100,000 in that one hour. So you just need to think about what is possible because it all is possible. And 
knowledge, business blueprints, MindMint software. Again, you're getting my stamp of approval, case stamp of approval. It is an amazing course, an amazing software, and it is definitely offering something right now. We don't know when you're listening to this. So what you need to do if you want to learn more is head over to eofire.com slash kbb. Find out what the latest and the greatest is when it comes to this. And of course, February uh, 27th, uh, 2020 is when they will be launching um, the new and updated Knowledge Business Blueprint. So we're moving forward to the May 2019 income breakdown. Let's go through this step by step by step. Our total product and service revenue that we generated in May was $145,000. From that, specifically the product side, physical products, we sold 419 journals for $11,000 in revenue. Uh, Podcasters Paradise, which is the number one uh, podcast community in the world, uh, we did $31,809. Our, sp- our podcast sponsorship revenue almost broke six figures by itself, which is mind-blowing, $96,000. So much revenue podcast sponsorship-wise. It is, my friends, the golden age of podcasting. And if you haven't checked out freepodcastcourse.com yet, then what are you doing? Let's do this. Um, Affiliate revenue, which we said we love, we brought in $32,000. A big chunk of that, 23K, was from our ClickFunnels. Um, And then every other dollar we made affiliate revenue-wise, you can check out at eofire.com slash income69 because we listed out every dollar that we made in affiliate uh, income on that show notes page. So our total gross income for May was $178,218. All of our business expenses are also listed on that show notes page as well, or I should say the, uh, the income report page. So check it out there so you can see what we spend our money on. Um, that totaled uh, $36,458 for a total net profits of $141,760. And Kate, I actually want you to make a note on this right here is I want to start listing our net profit percentage here. So what percentage of net profits we made of our overall um, gross? Because I think it'd be really cool to kind of have that number from month to month because that number is really important, Fire Nation. Of course, it's important your gross, which you actually generate overall revenue-wise, It's obviously super important what your net is, but you really want to make sure that you know what your percentage of your net profit is to your overall gross and that that number is not decreasing month over month because that's a bad sign. You know that your expenses are creeping up and your overall net profit is not keeping pace. So Kate, take us home. Give us your biggest lesson learned for May 2019 and I will let you finish. I feel like we have, well, we have, (laughs) I'm like jotting notes down over here like crazy, all these to-dos that are created from our income (laughs) report. (laughs) Life of a behind-the-scenes entrepreneur. Um, Awesome. So I'm excited for this month's lesson learned because if you listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire, which you do, then you recently heard an episode where John John shared Neil Gaiman's commencement speech called Make Good Art. And that really inspired um, the biggest lesson learned for this month because it made me think about, and, and I almost even said it at the beginning of this episode when, John, you talked about how much we had going on in May. Like, 
I don't even understand that it's June right now because the time went by so fast. Reminds me of like when you were little and all the grandmas and the older people that you'd come in contact with, they'd be like, well, enjoy it while you can. And time (laughs) goes by faster and faster as you get older. And, you know, don't wish those years away. You're not always going to have all this freedom. And you're like in middle school or high school thinking that your life is just like so hard. And (laughs) it's just so funny to think about that because I'm sure every single one of us right now could say, if I only knew then what I know now. (laughs) Um, And I literally can't help but make comments to my parents and friends now all the time about how quickly time passes and yada, yada, yada. All the old people and grandmas were right, right? Now I'm like the old person saying it to other people. Um, But I really got to thinking about it when, um, when I was editing the show notes for that episode that you did, John, for Neil Gaiman's commencement speech, um, again, called Make Good Art. And it reminded me so much of the entrepreneurial journey. And I want to just read a small excerpt from his um, keynote uh, to really drive this point home. So what he said um, in that keynote is, when I agreed to give this address, I started trying to think what the best advice I'd been given over the years was. And it came from Stephen King 20 years ago at the height of the success of Sandman. I was writing a comic that people loved and were taking seriously. King had liked Sandman and my novel with Terry Pratchett, Good Omens, and he saw the madness, the long singing lines, all that, and his advice was this. This is really great. You should enjoy it. And I didn't. Best advice I got that I ignored. Instead, I worried about it. I worried about the next deadline, the next idea, the next story. There wasn't a moment for the next 14 or 15 years that I wasn't writing something in my head or wondering about it. And I didn't stop and look around and go, this is really fun. I wish I'd enjoyed it more. It's been an amazing ride, but there were parts of the ride that I missed because I was too worried about things going wrong, about what came next, to enjoy the bit I was on. That was the hardest lesson for me, I think, to let go and enjoy the ride because the ride takes you to some remarkable and unexpected places. So Fire Nation, I hope that as you hear that excerpt, if you didn't listen to Neil Gaiman's commencement speech episode where John read that commencement keynote, Make Good Art, please revisit it. It's a very incredible keynote with some amazing ideas. And this is it. You are living your life right here, right now. And Neil is so right. We probably aren't taking nearly enough time out to enjoy it to recognize how lucky we are, to recognize the opportunities that we have and the wide open road ahead of us. So my call to action to you for this lesson learned for this month is to take time out today and appreciate where you're at on the journey in all its messiness and with all of its unknowns and with all the fear, this is your journey and you deserve to enjoy it. Growing businesses need qualified candidates, and qualified candidates can be a challenge to find. Lucky for us, ZipRecruiter makes it simple, fast, and smart. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.